In the early 17th century, the kings of Ayutthaya began to make pilgrimages to Praputabat, a temple complex in the hills near the town of Saraburi, which contained a footprint of the Buddha. This pilgrimage began in the early 17th century, most likely in the reign of, um, of Songtam, who reigned from 1611 to 1628, uh, and who established this temple complex after a local hunter discovered the footprint. Starting in the reign of Songtam's successor, Prasat Tong, the pilgrimage became a regular occurrence and eventually grew into an annual event by the early 18th century. Prasat Tong established the pilgrimage as a three-day journey consisting of a river stage and an overland stage that took the king from the Grand Palace in Ayutthaya to the Praputabat complex in the hills of Saraburi, followed by a seven-day ceremony during which the king would lead formal processions to venerate the Buddha's footprints twice each day. Prasat Tong's ceremonial protocol remained largely unchanged until the end of the Ayutthaya period, but the pilgrimage grew in significance, and every single king after Songtam, who you see on this list, uh, did it every year, or almost every year. The tradition of venerating Praputabat began with the discovery of the footprint and the establishment of the temple in the early 17th century. The only source which proposes a date for the discovery of Praputabat is the Royal Chronicle of Ayutthaya, which places it in the early years of Songtam's reign, most likely around 1615. Undated accounts of the discovery also appear in the Testimony of Kun Klon, a study of the temple's administration which was compiled after the end of the Ayutthaya period, and the Bunoat Kamchan, a late Ayutthaya period poem. These sources each propose that the footprint was discovered as a result of two simultaneous events. The first of these events did not occur in Ayutthaya, but in Sri Lanka, where the Ayutthaya Sangha had traveled to venerate another footprint of the Buddha. The Sinhalese monks asked their Ayutthaya guests why they had come all the way to Sri Lanka to venerate the Buddha's footprint when they could do the same thing at home. The Sangha then returned, from, returned to Ayutthaya and informed the king that a footprint of the Buddha lay to the north of Ayutthaya atop a hill called Sachapan Mountain. At the same time, a hunter named Pranbun, who lived in the mountains north of the town of Saraburi, discovered a peculiar footprint on a hillside. Pranbun came across a watering hole located in a bed of stone, and whenever animals would drink the water, they would disappear thus escaping death at Pranboon's hands. When Pranboon himself drank the water, he found that he had been cured of the liver spots that he had all over, over his body. Pranboon then served as a guide to Songtam and the Ayutthaya Sangha, showing them the way to the footprint on Sachapan Mountain. These accounts then relate the king's decision to establish a temple complex on the site of the Buddha's footprint. The central monument is the Monto, which you see in the center of this picture, which is the Thai word for Mandapa. And in Thai architecture, it refers to this tall spired building surrounded by a pillared gallery. And the Monto housed the Buddha's footprint. The temple was located in a remote and largely unpopulated area. And Songtam appointed an entire administration to govern it. 
headed by a holy man known as the Prasachapan Lusi, or the Sage of Holy Sachapan. Finally, Songtam established a pilgrimage route from Ayutthaya to Praputabat. He hired a team of European engineers to clear a path from the Pasak River to the new temple complex. At the southern end of this route, he established a permanent landing site known as Tachausanot, or Pier of the Joyous Lord. Four years after the discovery of the footprint, he then conducted the first pilgrimage to Praputabat. This pilgrimage took him by boat from the Grand Palace of Ayutthaya to Tachausanuk um, near Saraburi on the Pasak River, and then by land to the north from Tachausanuk to the Praputabat Temple Complex. And every subsequent king of Ayutthaya, who reigned for more than a year, followed in his fo footsteps. While Songtam established the Praputabat Temple Complex and made the first pilgrimage, it was Prasat Tong who turned the pilgrimage into a tradition. Early in his reign, Prasat Tong renovated and expanded the pilgrimage route that Songtam had followed. In 1631, he constructed Pranakon Luang, a monumental palace on the banks of the Pasak River, which he modeled after the temples of the late Angkor period. When he constructed this palace, it may not have been related to the Praputabat pilgrimage at all, but it came to play a central role in the pilgrimage, starting um, in 1634, when Prasat Tong conducted his first journey to Praputabat. At the end of 1633, he announced his intention to conduct the pilgrimage after the harvest season. In preparation for his pilgrimage, he ordered the construction of a series of residences and wells between Tachau Sanuk and Praputabat. The first and most notable of these was located at a town called Ban Kamot, just north of Tachau Sanuk. And the trail ended at a building called the Tankasem Residence, which was a streamside pavilion on the grounds of the Praputabat complex. The journey that followed, which I've described here, um, is the first pilgrimage which the chronicles relate in detail. Prasat Tong began his pilgrimage two hours after daybreak on the second day of the waxing moon in the fourth lunar month, a date that would correspond to late February or early March in 1634. He boarded his throne barge at the landing of the Grand Palace in Ayutthaya and proceeded to Pranakon Luang, where he rested until early afternoon. He then traveled the rest of the way to Tachau Sanuk, he remained at the encampment at Tachau Sanuk for two days before he mounted his elephant for the overland journey, which ended at the Tankasem residence. The following morning, he venerated the Buddha's footprint and announced a festival that would last for seven days, during which he prayed at the Buddha's footprint twice each day, once in the morning and once in the evening, and then returned to Ayutthaya at the end of the week. Prasat Tong seems to have made multiple pilgrimages, and he established the pilgrimage as a mainstay of Ayutthayan royal ritual. Aside from Narai, who briefly altered the ritual protocol of Prasat Tong, every subsequent king would follow this uh, same route, although eventually they started spending one night at Tachau Sanuk instead of two. The pilgrimage seems to have gained more importance in the early 18th century, as it appears in the sources far more frequently. The descriptions become more elaborate. They describe the processions to the footprint itself in the morning after the king arrives. Uh, they describe the preparations that need to be taken by the temple administration prior to the king's arrival and the entertainment that's to be offered to guests 
during the festival. Starting in the reign of Pumintaracha, 1709 to 1733, and running through the last two major reigns of the Ayutthaya period, the chronicles give a consistent impression that this had become an annual event. Both Pumintaracha and his successor Boromakot have multiple pilgrimages recorded in the accounts of their reigns, and these are supported by Dutch observers who described it as an event that occurred every year. The literature of Boromakot's reign, which includes Thai poems and chronicles and one very detailed Dutch account, demonstrates that the pilgrimage had become a major public festival. Theodorus van den Hovel, the VOC merchant who got to make the journey, describes the overland journey as cross-passing, quote, vast bazaars with all kinds of food, fruit and foodstuffs for sale. And he described the road as being thronged with carts and elephants loaded with goods and people. At Praputabat, the pilgrimage became a fair, a public festival. The Bunuat Kamchan, the poem, lists numerous entertainments that occurred during the day and during the night. And Theodorus van den Hovel describes performances by conjurers and comedians, as well as dancers, and large displays of fireworks. These changes occurred within the context of changes in Ayutthian society. Between the ascension to the throne of Songtam's predecessor, Ekatotsarot, in 1605, and the fall of Ayutthaya in 1767, Ayutthayan society went through three overlapping phases. The first of these, from 1605 to 1688, was a period of cultural integration, in which the 17th century kings attempted to form a coherent political community in the wake of the 16th century wars. The second phase, which lasted from around 1660 to 1703, was a period of cultural crisis in which the Ayutian elites briefly lost control of this community that they had spent the previous, previous century nurturing. And the third was a period of cultural reform, which began around 1703 and continued until the fall of Ayutthaya. The central process in this first period of integration was Buddhist revival. When Ekatotsarot ascended the throne, the population of Ayutthaya had been ravaged by decades of warfare. Much of the urban population had been carried away to Burma as prisoners of war, and the population that remained included numerous prisoners as well, who had been carried away from Lower Burma and Cambodia in the previous decades. Ekatotsarot and his successors turned to Buddhism, Buddhist revival in particular, to form a cultural network between the Thai, Mon, and Khmer communities that formed the majority of their state's population. Starting with Ekatotsarot, kings began to construct and renovate temples, oversee annual festivals, and sponsor and disseminate works of religious literature. In doing so, they strengthened the political community of Ayutthaya, and position themselves as its, as its leaders. This was a revival in two senses. In the first, it followed an extended period of warfare during which the Ayutian kings had had neither the time nor the inclination for religious works. In the second, while the Ayutian court of the 16th century and earlier had employed Buddhist rituals and symbolism, it had never been a predominantly Buddhist court in terms of its ritual. In fact, it had been more Brahmanical than Buddhist. 
So the attention given to Buddhism under Ekatotsuro Songtam and Prasatong was a dramatic change from the 16th century and earlier. In the 1660s, a brief period of renewed warfare caused a disruption in Ayutthaya's agricultural and commercial output and instigated a period of social instability. Over the course of the 1660s and 1670s, tensions began to grow between the court and the Sangha over Narai's Narai reign from 1688 or 1656 to 1688, over Narai's unconventional style of rule and the presence and power of foreign ministers within his court. These ministers included the Iranian Muslim named Aka Muhammad Astarabadi and the Greek Catholic named Constance Falcone. When Falcone succeeded Astarabadi as the most powerful minister in 1679, tensions began to turn to open violence and rivalry between European and Muslim factions within Ayutthaya society joined tensions between the court and the Sangha. Narai's successor, Petracha, came to the throne by positioning himself as a contender um, by cultivating ties with the leaders of the Sangha and spreading rumors through provincial monks that the ailing Narai planned to convert to Catholicism. When Narai passed away, Petracha managed to mobilize uh, thousands of supporters, ranging from rural peasants to trained palace guardsmen, and including much of the Muslim community. The driving force behind this unrest was an unprecedented sense of communal identity that had come about during the preceding periods of cultural integration and revival. So while the kings of Ayutthaya had positioned themselves as leaders of a Buddhist community, they found this community increasingly difficult to control. Petracha and his successors, in order to hold on to power, needed to strengthen their legitimacy as Buddhist monarchs and at the same time reduce tensions among different groups of their subjects. The 18th century kings, therefore, like their predecessors, turned to religious works. They also paid greater attention to provincial affairs. They conducted frequent tours of the countryside to hunt, to renovate local temples, and to repair local infrastructure. And this extended the reach of the public Buddhist kingship of the 17th century and allowed the Ayutthayan court greater influence outside of the capital. The result was a reformation of the Ayutthayan political community. Starting under Sorasak in 1703, Royal tours of the countryside and pilgrimages to far-flung locations became more frequent. Pumintaracha and Boromakot continued this tradition of touring the countryside, often to celebrate recently renovated temples or to make pilgrimages to Praputabat and other important sites. These journeys brought the king into the outlying cities, extended the performative kingship of the royal procession to populations that lived apart from the urban society of Ayutthaya and brought the population of the city into the countryside along with the king due to the mobilization of manpower that was needed to make the journey in full ceremony. So the Praputabat pilgrimage in the 18th century was one component in this wide-ranging expansion of the public Buddhist kingship of the 17th century. It allowed kings to demonstrate their legitimacy as Buddhist monarchs and at the same time it was a local tradition with its origins in the 17th century cultural revival and emphasized the distinctiveness of Ayutthayan Buddhism. So during this festival, the chron chronicle accounts describe processions 
that display Iotian cosmopolitanism, in which the king was preceded by ethnic armed volunteer units of Japanese, Cham, Malay, and Mon, each clad in their own traditional regalia. The Dutch accounts confirm this description, describing, quote, Highlanders, Cochin Chinese, Cambodians, and Malays, each among this kind. Of these, the Cham and Malay were predominantly Muslim, while the Japanese were largely Catholic. So for the common pilgrim or merchant, um, and for the, we can only guess what this was like, uh, for the VOC merchants who visited as guests of the court, it was a social event in which people visited each other and exchanged gifts and viewed entertainment. And in closing, um, in 1751, the situation between Thailand and Sri Lanka had come full circle. Um, King Kirti Sirachasina of Kandy sent the Sangha of his kingdom to Ayutthaya in order to study the customs of the Ayutthayan Sangha. And as part of their tour, they visited Praputabat, where they stayed for a week venerating the Buddha's footprint and visiting the other holy sites on Sachapan Mountain. And they described it in vivid terms, concluding that, quote, none but the architect of the gods himself could have designed it. While we cannot call this pilgrimage an ethnic, a national, or even a Thai festival, it was an Ayutian festival, for sure. It took the worship of the footprints of the Buddha, localized it to the Ayutian landscape, and combined it with a tradition of royal procession that the Ayutian court had institutionalized by the early 17th century. This serves to explain its continued relevance to both the court culture and the common culture of the Ayutian kingdom. Mm,